Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Speaking to Meher Merchandani, she's director of Manor Logistics Fund, managing director of Palmon Group, and author of the new book, Come Alive. She talks about the practice of self-love and compassion and how that changed her life and helped her build a culture of growth in the workplace and in her personal life. She's a business leader, business coach, mom of twins, and I think you're really going to like hearing about her own breakthrough and transformation in learning how to connect with herself to better connect with others. Hi, Mahar, how are you? Very good, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. Um, I am surprised that you have any time considering all the things that you do with your life. You are, uh, you're doing it all, I feel like. I'm just uh, happy that I'm able to contribute. I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to contribute to uh, my team as a leader. I'm happy to contribute to um, my kids as a mother. I'm happy to contribute to fellow humans um, as an author and a coach. I'm just uh, very, very happy about that. I'm alive and I love living this life. Okay, so you wrote a book called Come Alive. Just tell me a little bit about your philosophy that drove it. So I went through a journey where I was feeling lost. I was feeling lost of my purpose. I didn't know why I was on this earth. I didn't know why I was here because I actually had it all. Like I had a, I had a beautiful childhood with a lot of love, attention from my parents um, in terms of luxuries, comfort, abundance. I, everything was covered by the universe. And I got married in the way I wanted to get married to a beautiful uh, family, a very amazing man. And uh, everything was like a fairy tale. And as soon as I got married, um, my expectations didn't meet the reality, though everything was beautiful. You know, we all have expectations. And how we deal with those expectations, I think, is what makes us who we are. And uh, when my expectations didn't meet my reality, uh, I was suffering. I was suffering in my head and it was really bad. Like I couldn't understand what was happening. I couldn't understand why uh, life was in, in that way and not the way I had envisioned it or I had imagined it or I had you know, grown up with thinking. I mean, obviously it has to do with the Disney movies, the Bollywood movies probably that I watched that, you know, the way they, uh, I believe the way they portray uh, a love story and things like that or whatever, you know, and we believe it comes into our belief system Mm -hmm. while growing 
if you watch a lot of cinderella and you know happily ever after kind of things so it it does come into our belief system and we do expect life to be a certain way and when it doesn't match our expectations we are disappointed okay so and, what was the you know i saw um there's a woman glennon doyle who's a author in the us do you know her she's a no. an author she she's was a she's a very famous blogger. And I saw her write on Instagram. Like, I think most of the problems that I've had have to do with the story, the idea I have in my head of the way things are supposed to be. So what, that's what you're saying. Like what, what, where was the mismatch? What did you think was supposed to happen that didn't happen? So obviously um, a man is supposed to be working, right? But in the movie, the man doesn't work. He only loves, (laughs) 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 if I will put it so simply. So, uh, so of course it was like a bit of everything uh, it was my husband was to take care of his family business and uh, be the man of the house of course you know once you uh, get married you transition into uh, you transition into a new being like a new role especially in in our culture we get into a new role the the woman is supposed to get into a new role of being a mother of the house even metaphorically even if you're not the mother because you're supposed to take care of things you uh, um, you're supposed to take care of the household. Uh, but it was just, I think I was too young with expectations and I was not able to understand the transition. And my inability to understand the transition led me to a lot of pain. Like I just didn't understand how I was supposed to, but it was it was like nobody's fault, yeah. kind of. It was all inside me. And uh, while I could hear the messages, I could see things not going my way. That was a message for me to go within and find happiness but instead i was looking for happiness in all the wrong things and the wrong places i i was in fashion school i launched my brand meher and Radima, way before i got married so i focused all my energy on that i started building my company i started started building my brand i got to 25 stores all around the world uh, i had a showroom in new york um, wholesale showroom in new york showcasing my collections and I believed that these things would get me the happiness that I'm looking for. Um, and they were actually just painkillers because you, you need to subside the pain. And rather than focusing on where the pain lies, I started working hard to achieve what I, what I thought would get me happiness and fulfillment. So and- do you think in your you never really learned how to make yourself happy. Like your idea of happiness had been based on external validation. Would you say that is sort of right or? Yes, absolutely. I think we all somewhere go through this that we need the external validation, right? Be it uh, an amazing car, um, jewelry, makeup, whatever it is. Like we need that to feel successful, to feel fulfilled, but that's not true. And I didn't understand it because obviously I did live with it and I did grow up with it. I did get a lot of love from my parents, but everybody's definition of love is different. I mean, I cannot expect my husband to give me the same love as my mother. I mean, that just doesn't happen, you know? And so it was those expectations that led me to disappointment. And and like I was delusioned and I was like, okay, maybe this. And then I started living life as a destination that, oh, once I reach a certain milestone, I will be happy. Once I do this, I will be happy. Once I become the best designer in the world, I will be happy. Once I'm on the New York runway, I will be happy. Uh, So life started getting more into achieving things. 
I was on the Forbes next uh, generation list. I was everywhere, basically. I was crowned the queen by Khalid Times and a lot more Gulf news, but I was not happy. And I had to find myself. It was high time and uh, it was about finding who I was because happiness is when you know yourself, when you're connected to yourself and when you are in love with yourself. I was waiting for my husband, for others to love me. But what about loving myself? Like I would just, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could love yourself. And that was the transformation. The day I realized that love starts from ourself. Love is when I love myself. Love is when I appreciate myself, when I accept myself for who I am, when I am honoring myself, I'm proud of myself. That's love. That is true love. And I found my purpose. I found my journey. I found my mission. I was like, oh my God, all this life I was miserable waiting to be loved by other. But what about myself? And as soon as I felt this love, I was like, it was like magic. It was so magical that I couldn't keep it within me. I had to share it with the world. How did you realize this though? Like what was the, like, what did you start reading other writers or who helped you get to this point? So there are several. I would, I never read a book in my life, a self-development book, if I may. I, I, I did start, but never finish and things like that. But uh, when I started, it was like magic. I read 24 books in 25 months or some or the other way but I read a lot of books like I read a lot of books I read like one book a month and from going no reading to reading that kind of heavy books and deep books to understand the purpose of life to understand their perception of what this world is all about what our purpose is what what the path is uh, it was beautiful it was enlightening uh, and uh, I read books I started exercising. I had never exercised before. I, um, I started meditating, which is the biggest, biggest, biggest learning of my life and the biggest takeaway. Meditation helped me connect to myself. If you are not connected to yourself, then how can you connect to somebody else? It's, it's just so simple. And we, you know, we don't know this. We are not aware of this reality and this truth. Nobody tells us this. Nobody goes and tells us again and again, please meditate, please meditate. They'll probably tell us to pray. They'll probably tell us things, but they don't tell us why. So in my book, I have written, why is it important to meditate? And I've actually mentioned it a couple of times in different chapters that it is important to meditate because the connection with ourselves, meeting with ourselves, first meeting with ourselves every day is super important. It's like taking a shower. If you don't take a shower, you will feel sticky and sweaty and you will not feel clean and happy and comfortable. It's exactly like that. If you don't meditate, you will be drawn into emotions. You will be um, you know, thrown off uh, by other people's responses. But once you meditate, you're so grounded, you're so connected to the universe that, that you, you become so authentic, you become so powerful, you become so strong. And then nothing feels like it's a big thing, like kind of, you know, it's, you can just deal with it all, deal with it all. And that's, that's beautiful. And I, I really wish all, all my fellow humans can experience this in life because it is beautiful. I will never leave the house without I meditate, with, without meditating. Yeah. It's interesting how many people still roll their eyes at it. And I always feel like saying, okay, like roll your eyes if you want. 
but you're the one who's losing your mind over things that are, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And and it's really magical. I mean, it's really magical. I say that to my team. I say that to my friends. I say that to my brothers, sisters, siblings, cousins, everybody. Meditation, you will unlock yourself as soon as you start meditating. Like the true, your true potential is does not come out until you don't meditate and connect with yourself. Did you figure this out before you had children? Because I think a lot of people don't and then sort of expect the motherhood to be a whole different experience as well. That searching for that connection and love that they, I'm curious about your experience. So yes, I I mean, um, I I did figure all this out after I had kids actually, three, four years into my motherhood uh, I was obviously really happy and really uh, in gratitude for the twins for my twins and I had got them after a really long time uh, in marriage so um, it was a blessing it was a ble- it was a beautiful blessing that I was blessed with these two beautiful angels in my life uh, who actually made me uh, more I would say more loving towards myself maybe because I knew now I had to live for themselves as much as I wanted to live for myself to get those achievements and feel the high. But I, I also knew that I had to live for them to be, to give them a perfect life, to give them a beautiful uh, upbringing, to give them the right uh, awareness. And uh, for that reason, I started, uh, I mean, I think it was the love that I felt for them that, that made the switch in me a little bit. I started questioning more probably I was always questioning it I was always a speaker but once they came into my life they were growing up the way I had to deal with them and the strength that I needed um, I think it made me question more of my reason my purpose and uh, what am I doing here on life on this earth kind of right so how how are there is there an example that you can have how they challenged you and pushed you to realizing some of these things I think it was an overall um, aspect. Like I was always working. I wanted to continue working. I had to take care of the twins, of course, as a mother. Um, I wanted, I've always wanted to do more. I have always wanted to contribute more. So to be able to be the best version on all these fronts needs you to work, needs you to work on yourself in all these areas. And uh, you cannot do it if you're not building the muscles, if you're not training for it obviously you will not be 100% at all the areas if you do not build yourself up. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a push because I didn't want to give up my career. I didn't want to give up doing what I wanted to do, but I still wanted to be available for them. I wanted to be connected to them. I wanted to be able to disconnect from other things and connect with them. So all this needed a lot of reflection, a lot of working on. I mean, we really need to work on ourselves to be able to understand um, how and where we want to perform in life and who we want to become. So uh, that was the journey. And uh, I, I'm, I was already a leader. I joined the entrepreneurs organization. So I had to give my time there because the better you become in life, the better you become on all fronts of your life. So success is something you attract by the person you become. So first we have to grow the person. So I was, I kept asking, am I growing the person? So I needed to grow the person to be able to handle lot more responsibilities 
And how do you at work, I mean, you have some big jobs going on. You lead, you, you know, you lead a big team. How do you foster that growth mindset? We all have been in toxic workplaces with bosses who haven't figured any of this stuff out. So how do I'm curious how you do it? First of all, I'd love to share. So, um, I believe that, uh, knowledge is power. The more I share my knowledge with my team, uh, the better they become. And it's, it's inspired. A leader is always supposed to inspire. And all I need to do is be inspired so I can inspire my team to be their best. Like I said, success is something you attract by the person you become. So what I focus on in my um, company, in my business is growing the people, making sure they become the best versions of themselves. So what I do is I do a mindfulness meeting every Sunday where we talk about things outside of work. So we talk about growth. I do exercises with them, which are very reflective. Uh, It's about their internal growth. We read a book every week. One of our team members shares a book that they have written. So we talk about how in that area, we experience share in that area of the book that the person has read. So we have like a kind of a book club. We, We share other exercises and we do that every week. Uh, we talk about goals. We talk about personal goals. We've set personal goals on, um, everybody has set their personal goals. Every three months we renew those goals. So so it's just beautiful to be able to give them a little bit of my personal life. I shared the book with them. They came back with some questions, thoughts of how did I process things? How did I feel? I'm my vulnerability. And it was amazing because these are the open conversations you need to have because they're not machines in your company. They're people. And they have similar questions. You know, you need to go and touch them deep in their soul. So uh, I think that's what I do. I, I, I touch them on a human level. I, I am compassionate, uh, but I'm only able to do that because I am connected to myself. I'm working on myself. So I, I meet them where they are. I meet them with empathy. I meet them with love. One of my biggest values at work is love because love is the essence of all. So I keep telling them the more love you give your stakeholders, the more love you will receive, be it a customer, be it a a supplier, be it a collaborator. What do you, what advice do you give to people who don't have a boss like you? So many people don't. What do you do if you're in an organization where this isn't just, this just isn't part of the culture? I would say be true to yourself, find yourself, be, be who you are meant to be, irrelevant of the circumstances. Because what, what our role in life is to evolve ourselves. As long as you're working on being the better version of yourself, the best version of yourself every single day, everything else will take care of itself. And it has happened for me. I mean, I speak with experience. Every single day, I wake up to be a better version of myself. Okay. I, I reflect, I have a morning routine where I read, I journal, I meditate, I exercise, and that's when after which I go to work. So I'm already connected. I've already started my day with that enthusiasm, with that courage, with that uh, mindset. And then during the day, nobody can actually shake me kind of. How long does it take for this to work? Because some people who are, are listening won't have done any of this. So would you say like, when did the benefits start to pay off? Would you say? So it's been about four years since I've been on this journey. 
so it's nothing is immediate you know it's like going to the gym you can't see muscles in a day you know you have to con- continuously i mean i i remember going to the gym and thinking that i'll get some nice shape you know like in 3 months but that doesn't happen you know uh, so i i could see like a really nice lean me in a year so at least give it a year i mean be 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 soft on yourself give it a year be consistent consistency is key you cannot like i'm saying you ha- it's like taking a shower you can't think that you you do your journaling reading exercise and meditation once a week and expect that same result no it will not work and i did that actually i did a lot of reflection and a lot of things but never consistently i've done it throughout my years because i have a spiritual master i do believe in him i pray and i am all that but but i never did it consistently i was never 100% every single day but now i will not give that up for anything in the world even i have to miss a dinner party to meditate in the morning i rather miss the dinner party okay so you it's the consistency that's flipped it over for you it was doing yes. it every day okay yes. now i know you also seem to do it all like you run companies you're you're uh, an author you have two children you you know you work out you like i can see people who are struggling going like well like you know and and there is this movement in social media to sort of say hey like we don't have to do it all and you can't really do it all so i just wonder what you think about that like you're doing it all how do you do it all <laughs> well, why not i want to say why not we have infinite potential inside us and why don't you want to be the best version of yourself why do you want to underplay yourself So I tell this to some close friends as well. I was like, you are underplaying yourself, and why would you want to underplay yourself? It just needs a little bit of discipline, a little bit of effort. But for who? For yourself, and why not? You know, I remember when uh, His Highness was asked that, why do you want to build this, uh, the best or the longest or the things, and in 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 a big news report, and he said, why not? you know i mean we live in the land where the leaders are saying why not so so literally why not be the best version of yourself in this life while you can that's great that is so great now how about being a woman in the in the corporate world what's your experience been like how do you in this part of the world in india what's do you have any advice for other women who are aiming high like that i i believe we must be authentic inherently women are full of love i don't think we should leave love out of the boardroom because i believe love has a big role to play in the boardroom and i always shower all my stakeholders with love a lot of love and it always always makes sense that's me that's the authentic me i am full of love and i want to give love to my stakeholders in the boardroom board of directors i only speak with love because love can actually make miracles happen and i've seen it be it uh, negotiating with a tenant and asking them to renew uh, the lease of um, where they're staying in my premises and you know extend the lease it works be it terminating an agreement i mean there was an instance where there was no term- termination clause in this agreement and uh, they had declined as they said you have to pay up for the entire time and then of course you can terminate and i was like you know i'm so sorry and this is not personal and you know i value the relationship over this transaction please let me know how can we make this happen i cannot afford to pay you for the next 6 months i need to terminate now and the way i 
communicated and this was over email i actually do everything on uh, a call or by meeting but this time i had to do it on the email and guess what in 3 days they came back and said that you just have to pay the penalty and we will free you from the agreement so these are all the wins that happen when you are authentic when you are actually playing this game of life from your heart okay game of life from your heart i love it okay you seem like a very healthy person do you have some tips just some quick go to things it can be parenting it can be you know healthy food like just some some things that you do other than the daily meditating and journaling that you can pass on sure i um i always always take care of my body i make sure i monitor the amount i need to eat i do not eat excess I take care of the sweets I eat. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't. Um, I I don't drink sugary drinks. I I I believe my body is a temple, and all that we put in must be serving it. So I I'm very conscious about what I eat and um, yeah how I run my day. I don't snack, so I'm very conscious about that. Okay, like think of your body like a temple. Yes. Good thing. What about uh, what you consume em- mentally and emotionally? I was just going to say that, but that only doesn't work. You have to make sure emotionally you are healthy. Emotionally, you don't let thoughts. Again, you know, uh, you have to let go of thoughts. In my book, Come Alive, Don't Just Exist, which is actually available on Amazon and all other platforms in UAE, which I would really humbly request everybody to read and share their uh, learnings with me or any questions they may have. i have very clearly said you have to monitor your thoughts and let go of anything that doesn't serve you i've actually explained the process in the book that how did i do it because of course we all get millions of thoughts in in a day and it's difficult to differentiate the thoughts that are serving us differentiate the thoughts that are not serving us what are disturbing us so we have to we have to understand that everything doesn't serve us and we have to let go of thoughts because the voice in our head is not us we have the power again to control our thoughts to be able to make that um, judgment we have to be aware so as long as you're aware you will be able to do it again it's a process of course it's a process but we must embark on this process because it really serves us and it's it's just so so much more you feel so much more lighter mm-hmm. and the whole point mm-hmm. of this life is to be alive and not just exist Yes, come alive. Okay, so where can people find you if they want to they the book is on Amazon. Where can they find you on your social media? So my social media is come alive by meher um and mehermirchandani.com. Um I have all resources on that. I have a lot of free resources. I have a self-love quiz for you. I have um a lot of uh, podcasts and blogs and a lot of material on the website as well to start with so please visit the website reach out to me on meher at mehermirchandani.com and i would love to answer any questions and yeah i'm here to serve i'm here to contribute uh, i would really not want anybody to live in the pain that i lived with i was at a point that i really just wanted to re- be reborn into a new life and that's what i did oh, with god's grace with the universe guidance um i was waiting to be reborn into a life that i truly desire and i didn't know it was possible to do it in the same life and i actually did and i'm i'm super grateful for this in my life oh amazing and now 
my mission is to contribute to fellow humans to help them alleviate their pain and live a full life where they are alive there you go she did it so she can show you how to do it okay thank you so much my heart it's just wonderful talking to you thank you so much for having me all the best god bless and thanks again That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.